0: now time for the week that was
1: with Caitlin Cassidy from the Shepparton News. Good morning, Caitlin.
0: Good morning.
1: Busy week in the news. Um, it's been a fun
0: week, I think, in the news. I've been covering NADOC week uh, pretty much all week, which has just been amazing being able to get out and about in the community. so
1: That's great. Some positive news. That's great. Yeah, I've seen there have been lots of interesting activities. Tell us about some of the things you've been doing.
0: Yeah, well, yesterday I was out at Rumbalara for their family day, um, which is just a really wonderful event of, you know, the kids coming together, a petting zoo, a jumping castle. I got a lolly bag to take home.
1: Oh, um, lucky then- you.
0: I know, yeah, the office loved it. Um, but no, I've really been enjoying um, a lot of different organizations who've been hosting their own events. So CVGP had their own smoking ceremony yesterday um, and we've had, you know, Kayla Arts being able to celebrate and host an exhibition for the first time in the new building, um, which is really wonderful.
1: We're yeah. so lucky with what's going on elsewhere.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But, um,
1: but no, let's not um, talk about that terrible... <laughs> pandemic thing this week Uh, (laughs) or were you just about to?
0: (laughs) I mean I wouldn't want to be in New South Wales that's for sure but today really this is such a win for me because I was finding it really frustrating having to wear a mask at the office. Now if you're in an office or a factory where you're not sort of interacting with the public you don't have to wear a mask while at work and schools also don't have to wear masks. So I think that is, um, you know, obviously we're following the public health advice but I think that's really going to be a win for a lot of people.
1: Yes. Um, Does that apply to going into shops as well or are we still supposed to use them in shops? No. (laughs) no.
0: So if if you're in those sort of community um, spaces where you're interacting with strangers, you've got to wear it. Um, But if you're in a regular workplace where you're not, you know, in hospitality or retail, you don't have to wear the mask.
1: That must must have been really hard, uh, being in an office all day wearing a mask.
0: Yeah, it was annoying. It was annoying. And I think now that QR codes have become so much more common and they're compulsory now in workplaces, we don't have to wear the mask because we've got that really good contact tracing.
1: Um, Yes, we've got all that that set up here at 1FM.
0: Yes, yep. So you don't have to wear a mask now, which I suppose you weren't because you were doing radio.
1: We're we're supposed to obviously wear one in the building, um, but, yeah, you can't really broadcast with a mask so well. (laughs) Probably sounded sound a little bit muffled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... What else have you been up to this week, Caitlin? I know you, I've seen your byline everywhere.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I think this one is really interesting, and it's sort of related to Night Oak Week. Um, but there's these calls now from the First People's Assembly of Victoria, um, who have been pretty instrumental in the treaty process in the state, uh, calling on the state government to announce a new public holiday uh, to fall on the Friday of NIDOC week to commemorate um, local Yorta Yorta man, William Cooper's legacy. Um, Fantastic. So there's, yeah, so I think it's, I mean, I'm always happy to have an holiday. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's sort of stirred up, you know, it's really interesting debate where they've sort of been saying, you know, we've got a public holiday for the grand final. We've got a public holiday for the Queen's birthday that's not even on her birthday. Um, but we don't have a public holiday commemorating, you know, any of our Indigenous um activists or you know people in our history and Night Up week is such a big week of course um, in the community that it does make sense I think to have a public holiday um, so people can get out and celebrate.
1: I spoke to William Cooper's great granddaughter Auntie Dyer the other day she's just written uh, a memoir I think I think it was yeah I'm just I hope my memory serving me correctly yeah. on that on that relationship but uh, she's just written a memoir um, called Daughter of the River Country and she's going to be at a Zoom event at Shepparton Library tonight actually.
0: Oh, wow. That's, I'd, yeah, I'd love to read that. Where Can it be purchased sort of around that? Yes,
1: yes. It's um, getting great reviews as well. She didn't even find out she was Aboriginal until she was in her 30s. Wow. Incredible story.
0: Yeah. And there are so many around around here. So I think to have a public holiday for William Cooper would be really amazing.
1: Maybe just, just, just make yeah. it for Greater Shepparton.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Um,
1: Some good news. Sorry, go on, you go uh, on, I'll shut up. (laughs) Um,
0: Another one that's quite good news is after um, signing the historic Barma Joint Management Plan in April last year, it's now been launched in Barma. So we had the um, Environment and Climate Change Minister, Lily D'Ambrosio, in Barma this week um, with... Yoda yoda traditional landowners and I think about 500 people gathered um, to sort of celebrate the joint um, management of the plan of the um, national park going forward and finally the Danya Centre is going to get these 3.4 million upgrades which will hopefully be completed next year um, so it'll be interesting to see you know what changes at Balma now that they have this joint management plan in place.
1: What What's the centre you mentioned? The Dania Centre. Okay.
0: Yeah, so they've got a conference facility and sort of meeting rooms there, um, which is going to be part of the National Park, um, which will hopefully attract more visitors as well.
1: Okay. Another interesting one. Always something going on in our region. (laughs) There is. And And
0: uh, one um, final sort of... One that I'm really glad has finally happened is, you know, the derelict Shepparton Hotel.
1: Oh, my God. Don't get me started. <laughs> Do not get me started.
0: I know. Uh, it's just, yeah, the first thing you see when you're just driving through town and it is such an eyesore. Um so yeah, finally that's been declared um, that it, it poses a danger to life and property. The council's finally declared that.
1: Yeah, I saw um, the uh, the fencing up um, all yeah. around the um, the footpath, but is that actually going to lead to any action?
0: Yeah, well that's the thing. I hope so. I think they've got until the end of July um, to complete these sort of stabilisation works, and um, but
1: I'm that's sure just that that's that's probably just. Stabilisation work probably won't make it even look any different.
0: Well, that's the thing. And I think what's a shame is it looks like such a beautiful building um, well, in its I,
1: heyday. I, I actually, um, I've interviewed um, on many occasions um, the lovely Leanne Raditzis, who you may or may not know, great community member. Her family owned it, I think, in the 70s, and she's told me about what it was like then. It was, see, I've never, like you, I've never had the opportunity to go in there. No. In fact... Um, when my husband came down to Shepparton for a job interview, which is why we ended up coming here, mm. he was in town that day that it burnt down. Wow. It was the big news. So we, you know, I've been here 12, is it 12 years? Yes, 12-ish years. And I've never seen, I've never been in the place either. So it is, it must be about 12, 12 to 13 years ago that the fire occurred and now.
0: It's been sitting there.
1: Yep. Sitting there rotting, basically
0: yeah and I think I mean i don 't know if it's beyond it now that you couldn't really repair it or restore it if it just has to be um, demolished, but again, these old buildings that you know have that kind of um historical significance it's such a shame for it to just be knocked down and not kind of restored to its former glory
1: but, I yeah. really dis- but it's so it's so costly of course to do that, but maybe they can um just you know maintain the facade or, or something and get a more modern building behind it, something like that. Yeah, I, I, I must, um, we must have a, must chat more about this issue because um, it does get people riled up and it's got a very interesting backstory as well, which we won't go into today. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um see what you can do to push that one along, Caitlin. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I always ask you about your plans for the weekend. Um, you're not going to New South Wales. I was going to be, I was going to be going to New South Wales, actually. Oh, no. Um, I had a week of work planned up there and going to see my family, but of course, I was just reading, it's actually, you're not actually even, it's a, the red zone where I would have been going to, and you're not actually even, Just it's not like you can go and then quarantine, right. you're actually being told you cannot go.
0: Yeah.
1: So. It was
0: really hard, I think. It's just again and again, you yeah. know, people making plans to see family, to, you know, to go on a holiday and then once again there's just so much uncertainty and it's really
1: not looking good there at the moment no um, i think yesterday was the highest number of cases locally acquired ever in New South Wales. I was just reading a story about how um, Samoa is doing really well and they're encouraging, you know, uh, people to perhaps holiday there when they're fully vaccinated. So I thought, wow, that sounds like a great idea. And I got on the computer and I'm looking, and you can't even find a flight. So I was like, oh, gee, that's useful. There is no flights (laughs) that I can find. We so you can
0: always travel through regional Victoria.
1: <laughs> well, um, yeah, there's actually quite a bit of regional Victoria I haven't seen yet. So, what are you doing this weekend, Caitlin?
0: I'm actually going to Heathkit for the first time.
1: Hey, a friend of mine was there this week, and she was at the Pink Cliffs. Do you know about them?
0: No. What is that?
1: Well, I don't really know either, but they're, they're these pink cliffs, and they look really amazing in the photos. So maybe that's something for you to check out, and you can report back.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, I really was just finding somewhere that I could take the dog and I found a nice little um B and B that I thought would be perfect. So Well, I'm sure your I'm dog would like wine. the
1: pink your <laughs> dog would like the pink cliffs.
0: I'm sure he would, yeah.
1: And they've got some good wineries there.
0: Yes. A lot of I think the Shiraz.
1: You had no, you had you had realized that. I get I get yes. it. It's not really about the dog, is it? Come on, let's be honest.
0: <laughs> it's partially the dog, partially the wine.
1: <laughs> well, you have a great Time. it's going to be cold frosty in the morning but fine ahead of a lot of rain next week so get out there and enjoy yourself
0: <laughs> i will thanks terry
1: thanks for your time caitlin cassidy of the shepherd and news